morning, everybody. It's uh, wonderful to be here and uh, bring you the word this morning. Uh, it's great to have you, Matt, um, in our house. Thank you for going to the nations. Uh, Australia, incredible nation. I find it a most incredible nation, um, but desperately in need of the gospel of Jesus. Amen. And uh, you and Jill have been incredible how you've adapted. Matt went to Adelaide to a church in Adelaide called Victory Church and uh, with Tony and Kath Rainbow and uh, they let themselves be reshaped to, to reach the Australian community. And I remember um, even um, just being told by, you know, um, by Tony, um, actually, you South Africans need to change. I thought, okay. And, and we're busy with um, Matt and Jill. And uh, thank you for just being humble and uh, saying, yeah, we'll, we'll not just be South African, but we'll go there and, and learn and um, even change their dress code. I remember that discussion, just change the way they're dressed. And you might think, well, that's like man stuff. No, not necessarily. I'll do all things um, to all men so that some may be saved, is it? Is that how it goes? And so thank you, Matt, and uh, just to see you guys. Um, and, and I hope that those of you, you young men and women, maybe not so young, that feel a call to ministry, that feel a call to ministry, that you'll stick your hand up and say, I'll actually... I'll do the youth. If you get a phone call to say, would you lead a life group? You say, I'll do it. Would you lead a prayer meeting? I'll do it. There's some, some young men and women like Matt and Jill. How old were you when you left this church? Twenties. How old were you when you're calling to eldership? Oh. Help, help me, brother. I like specifics. I'm in uh, 24. So, so who in this house this morning Maybe like Cutty, who, who ran from God as a young lady. You know, she didn't run from God, but she, she said, I don't want the front. I don't want to be a leader. And if Rory Dyer asked me to preach, I'll freak out. And those, all those things happened, amen? <laughs> who, who here as a young lady, as a young man, says, I'll count for Jesus? Uh, we were in the Kruger last uh, week, Sunday morning. I mean, one of the, the Kruger is one of my all-time favorite places. I mean, all-time, just to have a leopard, in front of the car like wow, lions as beautiful as it is I would rather be in no other place than right here this morning worshipping Jesus to this Mauritian accent of Mano Rob isn't that beautiful I'd rather be here than in my beloved Kruger so good to see you this morning welcome get to the preach okay I'll get to the preach <laughs> Genesis chapter 4 is our text. Genesis chapter 1 is creation. Genesis chapter 2, the wonder of creation. Genesis chapter 2 is the domestic part. Adam and Eve, this is what you're to do. This is to be fruitful, to multiply. This is how you're to live. There's something from the wonder of creation. People are looking for aliens. I'm thinking, you can't be serious, bro. I'm like, Adam and Eve, God's word spoken, his love given, his instruction given, the lavishness of creation. Genesis chapter 3, the fall which is catastrophic and tragic. And, um, but it's so important to know that Genesis chapter 4, now, so there's the fall, and there's like, ah, we've messed up, and there's like skins that have been given to them, and there's the curse spoken over the serpent, the curse over the ground, the pain of childbirth, the toil of work, Adam, like what happened to you, bro? And then chapter 4 is you begin to see the effect of the fall. And the effect of the fall is not cosmic, it's family. And so 
one of the things that, that I would so love for you is to accept the Word of God. You know, you know people dish Genesis, but if you, you will always be, if you don't believe, and I don't believe that the Word of God to be authentic, to be infallible, to be absolutely the Word of God, we'll always struggle. But on the other hand, and it'll set beautiful foundations in your life. On the other hand, according to even some of the people in the Western church, think, well, Genesis is it's mythological, it's not specific. It's like, if you go that route, you will all, the devil will catch you. He'll trip you. But if you accept Genesis as the word of God, as, as, and, and I think I've done that. I said, Lord, I absolutely trust this word to be your word. I'm not going to wrestle with it. I'm not going to wonder about it. It's done. It's settled. And the Holy Spirit deposits it inside of you. And he sets the foundations for you to be strong in your faith. Amen. Yes, you may have some wobbles. Yes, you may get confused. Yes, you, say, you may say, Lord, I question God. There may, be, there may be heartache in your life. There is heartache in all of our lives. Amen. There is not a sing. There may be the heartache of pride. There may, may be the heartache of a child that's far from God. We all have some heartache. But if you settle Genesis as the, as the beginnings, man, I tell you, and every time the devil comes, you say, I know the word, devil. I know the word. I know God's word. It's settled in me. And so God begins a plan of redemption. It'll take a very long time to be fulfilled. You know, often we think, okay, I'm saved, and I just sort out my family, sort out my finance. People have come into this church just to have their marriages sorted out, their finances sorted out, their children sorted out, only to be disappointed. He is here to be worshipped, amen? He is here to be adored, and you'll see it in this passage here. And so now we see the consequences. Sin has been passed from the parents now, from the sort of the fall of mankind to the family. And what happens to all of us, brothers and sisters? Suddenly, our mess ups or our mistakes or our good things become manifest in our family, in our children. And the cycle repeats. The decisions made by parents affect children. The decisions that Katya and I make, that you make yourselves as a family, it affects your children. It may not be seen immediately, but it affects them. And we see that in the story. Soon the kids will become parents themselves. And often the, 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 we'll all wake up and say, why am, I like, why am I like this? Why am I so angry? Why am I so insecure? And sometimes we look, was my dad like that? Was my mom like that? Or sometimes we think, why am I so blessed? Was my dad like that? And was my mom like that? And there are blessings and cursings, okay? But sometimes we want to know, where do we come from? It's here. Put yourself in the story. Emotionally immerse yourself. I am Adam. I can't be Eve. You, you, if you're a lady, you're Eve. Um, put yourself in the story. Get into it. Own the story. Own the story of Cain and Abel. We all know the story of Cain and Abel. I'm reading it to you. Actually, sometimes I feel like I'm Abel. Sometimes I love to worship. Sometimes my heart is tender. Other times I feel like I'm like Cain. Like I don't want to worship. I, I don't want to be kind. Amen. I want to criticize my brother or my sister. So... So these stories are ours to own. Genesis chapter 4, verse 1. If you put it up, please, for me. Adam lay with his wife Eve, and she became pregnant. In other words, they had sexual intercourse, intimacy. I don't know how long it took, (laughs) but anyway, they eventually had uh, marital relationships, 
and uh, gave birth to Cain. She said, with the help of the Lord, I have brought forth a man. Later she gave birth to his brother Abel. Now, okay, I've spent a lot of time looking at the, the most uh, you know, detailed commentaries, etc. And so a lot of people have different opinions on Genesis because Genesis is from, Abraham, from Adam to Abraham is how long? 2,000 years. Adam to Abraham, 12 chapters is about 2,000 years. So in 12 chapters is 2,000 years of history. So our chronology, sometimes we get wrong, and the language can be like quite scant and difficult. The words with the help of the Lord are not in the Hebrew text, but merely an English rendition I'm quoting now to try to make the text understandable to us. The most direct translation is she bore Cain, and she said, I have brought forth the man, Jehovah. With the help of the Lord, the commoner said, we, but, but she feels she's given birth to a man, the Lord, or a man, Jehovah. You can go and study it. You can go and look at it if you don't believe me. Cain means I have acquired. So she says, I've acquired a man, the Lord. I said, like, why would she have said that? I've begotten a man, the Lord is another translation, or I've, I've begotten the deliverer. Because you remember the Lord said to her, your seed will overcome the seed of the serpent. Remember that? So then, you know, people say, gee, Eve wouldn't have known what happened. Suddenly her tummy's growing and she wouldn't have known. And I think that's interesting. I would have thought the Lord has said, no, Adam and Eve, you will be intimate. If you want to know the biology, I can explain it to you, Adam and Eve. But you'll be intimate. And then what's going to happen is you will conceive. I, that's what I believe. You may not believe that. The Bible doesn't say that. But I would imagine that the father who walked with them in the cool of the day would have explained to them, how it's going to happen. <laughs> amen? Can somebody say amen to me? And it's like, no surprise. Ah, like my tummy's growing. What's this monster inside of me? No, she says, it's normal. Okay. I know she didn't have a mom to tell her. We know all that, but it's okay. Getting a bit big now. This thing must come out. How's it going to come out? Oh, that's going to be a difficult one, but it's going to come out. So she says, she thinks she's given birth to the Lord. The, word, the first time the word Jehovah is used there. It's quite technical, I won't go into it. I've made a mess, now I've made Messiah. Because actually, why have you listened to the serpent? And she's expressing relief, brought forth sin, but now I bring forth the Savior. Another quote says, the woman exultantly proclaims that she has created a man. Even her joy at giving birth to her son boasts about her divine creative powers. Perhaps a hint of pride in her statement. But sadly we know that this Cain would be anything but the Savior. He would be anything but the one who delivers. She, has, she is carrying in her a sense of the redemption plan of God, but she has misunderstood the moment. She has, she has thought, this is it. But often we think, this is God delivering me, or this is. But sometimes God says, whoa, 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 whoa. it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Don't jump to conclusions, and, and the commentators say she may have. Now, Abel kept flocks, and Cain worked the soil. They are both good professions, because remember, you had to be fruitful, had to multiply. There were animals, there were seed-bearing plants. Go eat, um, farm, uh, you know, look after the cattle, look after the earth, have dominion, subdue it, fill it. So, so those two professions, uh, one uh, looking after the, the soil and one looking after the flocks, are good Scripture makes no judgment about those two. Both 
children of physical descendants of Adam and Eve, but spiritually we begin to see a separation. So Cain and Abel, but now actually physical come from mom and dad, Adam and Eve, but now suddenly there's a spiritual separation that appears to happen. In the course of time or at the appointed time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil. So the appointed time would, would suggest, as the commentators say, that there would have perhaps been, remember there's a, many years of passing by, that God may have instructed them through Adam and Eve or through their parents that there's a time to bring a sacrifice. Many theologians say they came to church at the appointed time. They came to bring their offerings. They came to worship God like we're doing this morning. You may have had a shocking week. You may Things that might have gone horribly wrong. You might have had the most beautiful week. You may have been caught up in sin. Things might have happened to you, but you have a choice. You might have had a huge fight with your boss, your employee, your husband, your wife, your child, your leader. <laughs> Leaders, you have a choice to worship God. And you see, every time in the face of battle, in the face of disappointment, in the face of shame, you have a choice to say, Lord, man, I know there's something wrong with me. I know I struggle, but I will lift these hands. Devil, check these hands. You who sit on my shoulder whisper, you're nothing, you're a hypocrite, you're this. Check, I will worship my God. Get back to the text. So, so he brought some of the... Fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. Verse 4, but, underline and circle, but, there's a, there's a but. So Cain's come with some of the stuff. He's, I mean, he's come with his vegetables and his chilies and his pumpkin and his wheat and his pomegranates. Beautiful. We don't know. But Abel brought fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. So there's two offerings. One's bloody. I mean, have you ever seen an animal sacrifice? I mean, every time I see an animal sacrifice, I think, oh. You know, we make it nice with the lamb. It's like lying there gently with a little dripple of blood. But an animal sacrifice is a bloody affair, amen? There's blood. It's gory. It's like it's not. But, but rather give me a table like the ladies do in this church with strawberries and chocolates, the cocoa plant. You know, it's like it's all, you know, just and wheat and Fruits and pears and apples and oranges and what's your favorite? And grapes. Like, I mean, that's like an animal sacrifice. Which would you choose? The Lord looked with favor, oh my word, on Abel and his offerings. So he says, I look with favor on you, Abel, and I look with favor on your offerings. But on Cain and his offerings, Cain and your offerings. <laughs> He did not look with favor. And that's when all the therapists dial out and saying, you see, Cain, the Lord didn't favor you. You need therapy and you need to drink latte coffee and you need a holiday in the Kruger Park and you just all bruised and it's not your fault, Cain. No, no. The Bible tells me, and I've got to wrestle with that, and most people struggle with this passage. So Cain was very angry and his face was downcast. So Cain is now mull. Can I say that here, elders? Is that okay, Matt? Mull, you remember the word? <laughs> mull. <laughs> he's like, he's expressively angry. 
and his face is downcast. Guy comes to church, he's just miffed. <laughs> he's unhappy. He's downcast. Is it because the one uses blood and the other one doesn't? Did God instruct through Adam and Eve? Remember Adam and Eve made fig leaves? Do you remember that? Fruits, offering, covering. God says, don't worry about that. And, and he kills an animal to get a skin to cover them. Is it that they were instructed, that, that, that they were both instructed to bring an offering of a, a slain animal? Fat portions first. Many say that, but the Bible doesn't explicitly say so. Why does God not accept Cain's, Abel, uh, Cain's offering and he accepts Abel? Was it because the earth was cursed? Was it because you know, he's bringing um, an offering from the cursed uh, ground? Was it because it wasn't the first fruits? Just as he brought some portions. It says, but Abel brought the first fruits. Cain brought some portions. Oh, what, what do you want, Lord? Oh, Lord, want, Lord wants some stuff. Okay, keep the good stuff, but just give the Lord the middle stuff. Sometimes, you know, the church, I think we can give our old broken piano and our old broken TV and our old broken computer to the church. Please don't do it. Don't do it, brothers and sisters. If you want to give the church something, go and buy something brand new and give it to it. Amen? <laughs> I mean, sometimes when stuff, stuff arrives, they bless you if you've given. Please, please do but, but give, give, give your best. Give your best worship. Give your best life. I said to the Lord, Lord, I want to be an accountant. I want to go and make money. And when I'm 40, we'll talk. He said, I don't want you at 40. I want you now or never. You decide, son. Don't give me your second-hand life. I want your young 20, 25, 27-year-old. I want, you, I want you now. I'm just going to get married. I want to go make a name for myself. Don't bother to worship me. That's what I felt. So I'm being strong, and I? You know, we give God second-hand goods. What do you want, God? Like a little offering box. <laughs> Let's give God our best, brothers and sisters. Let's give God our best. You know, when we see him, we'll think, what was I thinking, God? When we see him face to face, and like John, we'll fall as though dead. God makes a distinct distinction in our lives. He makes a distinction between the Cain in me and the Abel in me. He makes a di distinction between the two brothers. They're a church, the theologians say. They're worshiping. They've come with offerings, things in their hands. They've understood they can't come empty-handed. Worship requires sacrifice, doesn't it? Offer your bodies as, this is your spiritual act of worship. Offer your bodies as living sacrifice. Your whole body, I want your whole body. This is your spiritual act of worship. You know the pressure on pastors to keep people happy in church? So, is that what you want? We, 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 no, no. We, we want to go God's way, amen? We want to go God's way. I want you to tell me, Nick, you're drifting from God's way. I want an elder to preach here or whoever's preaching to say, this is the way of God. Get out of that way. Go this way. What's in your hands? What's in the offering? God is looking. What's in our hands? I've been guilty, brothers and sisters, of giving God second-hand goods. I was a reluctant tither. I, I reluctantly gave things to the church. I we cut in our, there was always an issue in my heart, and God says, you have a poverty mentality. You are stingy, Nick. Do you know who Jesus is? He's my son. I've sent him for you. You're giving me second-hand stuff, bro. 
until the, the Spirit convicted me. And I suppose what we can do, brothers and sisters, we can, we, can, we can dismiss the Spirit. Daddy Daniel used to say this, people won't listen to the Spirit, they certainly won't listen to you, Mr. Pastor. And so sometimes we dismiss the Spirit. And then we wonder like Cain, why our face is downcast. If you say to me, what is, if, if you, a, a, a man or woman, want to go into ministry, you'll say to me, what is the thing most required of me? I would before say that God has called you. I'd before say, have you got a gift? What gift has God placed in your hands? What, has God, I would say all those things, and they're valid, but I would say the, the caption over your life would be humility. Are you a humble man? Because a lifestyle of walking with God will require much humility. Situation yesterday, no one in the church, out there, got into my car because I thought, Lord, why did I say that? It's a little, tiny little thing. It's like, surely, Nick. No, I thought, don't. Why did I say that? There's what's in my heart, God. Or I can drive, happy, happy boy, happy day, happy preparation. No, I said something there. It wasn't so good. Lord, teach me your ways. Why do you want to judge, Lord? Why are you judging? Don't be like Cain who belonged to the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own actions were evil. What? His actions were evil. See, scripture interprets scripture. And his evil and his brothers were righteous. By faith, Abel offered. So now we can say, well, you know, we, we, we speculate. But actually, by faith. So um, Abel's got a heart of faith. He's saying, by faith, I love you, Lord. I believe in you, Lord. Cain's like, edgy. He's, he's not happy. He's unsettled. But by faith, he offered a better sacrifice than Cain. By faith, he was commended as a righteous man. The difference is not what's in their hands. The difference is what's in their hearts. You can watch somebody worshiping thinking, mm. we can watch somebody worshiping thinking, aren't they marvelous? God says, I'm not looking at that. I want to know what's in their hearts. You see, man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. We, we, that's why church is such a, a thing where we're always looking at the outward. How many people are here? Are there cool people in the church? No, there's no cool people in the church. There's broken people in the church. We used to wonder, oh, such a cool couple have joined this church. God says, oh, Nick, Nick, Nick. This rich guy's joined the church. God's not interested looking at the heart you know that that many have tried to destroy the church of jesus you can never destroy the church i will build my church amen so god is looking at the hearts you can't tell what's in people's hearts people come to church sometimes you think you don't know what's in their hearts you don't know if they're angry they've got it in for you you have no clue <laughs> we don't know what's in our hearts i can cover what's in my heart amen so can you I'll give him a piece of my mind if I could. I'll do. We don't know. I'm worship God. And sometimes people with a beautiful heart, we, we look at them suspiciously, but God says they're beautiful heart, humble heart. Yes, perhaps they struggle with this. Perhaps they made a mistake. Perhaps they cut you off in the traffic like I did to some member of the church. Going to so much trouble. But, but God looks at the heart. We are always... <laughs> The true worshippers worship in spirit and in truth. But by faith, Abel offered a better sacrifice. A man of faith 
God, it's good to examine our hearts when we come to worship. That's why humility is a beautiful thing. God, God dismisses the proud. He exalts the humble. He resists the proud, but he loves the humble. Even the broken, even the ones that make mistakes, even the ones who are bankrupt, even the ones that are pitiful, even the ones that are sick, even the ones that, that but oh, Lord, I love you. Love you, Jesus. You see, when you love him, when your heart's humble, you're saying, you know, you're a tough, you're a tough husband, you're a bully. What? Yeah, you bully your wife. Wife, you manipulate your husband. You withhold your body from him, you manipulate him. You're a bully, sir. You, 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 oh, Lord, you see, humility. How are you going to make it? Humility. Are you still there? Are you breathing? Psalm 139, verse 23. Brothers and sisters, Genesis 4 is huge. Huge. Psalm 139, verse 23. Search me, O God. And that's another light that I've got, a, that bright torch. I've got one of them. Just check everything. In fact, the one torch, I wait for the sun to go down. Then I put the torch on. I had a problem in my pool. The, the, the sun wasn't strong. If I needed that torch, search me with your torch, O God. And know my heart. God, would you know my heart? And test me and know my anxious thoughts. Psalm 26, verse 2. Test me, O God. I've never prayed that prayer. I'm still too scared to pray that prayer. Test me, O God. Like, I don't want God to test me because I'm thinking, what? Probably fail, you know. Test me, O Lord. And try me. Examine my heart and my mind. What? Now my heart, even my mind. Lamentations 3.40, let us examine our ways. That's why before you come to the communion table, just examine your way. Yeah, my wife and I, we're rotting properly. Do you know why you're fighting, sir, ma'am? The tenderness. You see, there's a Cain in us. Cain, Cain's there, Abel's there too. We love, we love Abel, but man, Cain rises up like a serpent, like a cobra. Then the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? So now this is God speaking to this. You see, in our mess, God speaks to us. <laughs> you see, we often think, well, God's, no, no. In the mess, the spirit is speaking. In the trouble, in the upsetness, in the anger, the spirit is still speaking to us. Isn't that incredible? Then the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? You did everybody know how upset you are. Amen? Ever been to those things? Like, gee, this guy's like blowing the party, you know, he's... The home group's over. This guy's angry. Why are you so like mole, bro? I don't can't think of a better word. If you do what is right, what do you mean by that? Just humble yourself. Just say sorry. Just sit with your wife and reconcile. Go to your lead and say, you know, I don't listen. I've got opinions and, and I don't listen to anybody. Go to your leaders and say sorry. Go to your life group and say, actually, I'm sorry. Amen? Is that, is that possible? Go to your spouse and say, I am sorry. <laughs> you see, because what happens is what's inside of us, you know, what's that example? We get bumped, and what's inside of us comes out. Somebody knocks you, and then what's inside of you comes out. So somebody like gives you a, mm, and then I'm, I'm embarrassed to tell you the story, but I'll tell it. Please don't unduly judge me. I was in my early 20s. I was traveling with a man from a different nation, not from Australia, he was from Sweden, and he gate-crashed our time away, and I spent weeks with this guy in a tent, and eventually we just got on each other's nerves. 
and got worse and worse. I was a believer. I loved Jesus. And the day came, and I wasn't, it was another situation, but out of utter frustration with me, I wasn't even speaking. He got up and he just bah, slapped me, and I went flying into the TV. <laughs> he bumped me. <laughs> and what did I do to my shame? I smacked him so hard, he went over the coffee table into the couch. And he was lying there half unconscious. I thought, don't touch me, bro. <laughs> I'm from South Africa, and you know? I've been to the army. Who are you? And he came running back over the coffee table in this beautiful home in Plettenberg Bay. And I said, hey, listen, Sven, can we stop fighting? And I held him. I just thought, what is wrong with me? Let him slap you. Why so much reaction? There was Cain saying, I'm good for the fight. See, when, when life bumps us, hey, God, I'm angry. Where am I? Why are you downcast? If you do what's right, you'll be accepted. If you do, you, will you not be accepted? Will you not be lifted up? If you do what's right, what's right your countenance, you, you are downcast. You are, the Hebrew says you are burning with anger. He says, if you do what is right, just maybe follow Abel. I don't know what, what he had to do, but he knows. Sin is crouching at your door. It's a picture of an animal poised. We saw a lioness. We saw a lion kill in the Kruger. Then we saw a lioness. She obviously was quite far away from the pride, and she probably had young, and she was hunting. She was crouching in the incredible sightings, and you could just see her ears down. And then, and then as she would lift her, her head higher through the grass, her ears would go down. And as she sat down, the ears went up to listen. Then it went down, and then she walked. Incredible. Sin is crouching at your door. catch you this thing. That lion will catch you. That leopard will catch you. That snake will catch you. It's crouching. It's waiting for you. If you do right, you'll be okay. But it's crouching. It desires to have you. It desires to master you. It's quite an interesting thought. Sin desires me. Well, no one else desires me. No girl desires me. My family doesn't desire me. But sin desires me. How's that for a thought? I was for a thought that sin longs for me. Sin wants to, wants me. The devil wants you. Come sin, bro. Forget. You know how many people have rebelled against God, rebelled against their spouses and gone into sin? I'll show you what desires me I'll give away to. Sin crouches. When it, when it grabs you, it grabs you hard. I saw a man attacked by a leopard. He took his shirt off. Zimbabwean man. He used to bring up leopards for the Hollywood this leopard attacked him, ripped him to shreds. Shouldn't have survived. It desires, its desire, it desires to have you, but you must master it. You must rule over it. So God confronts Cain, angry, burning with anger, doesn't hide it. I'm angry, God, you because you resisted. You've rejected my offering. Cain and Abel have been affected by their parents' sin. We all have. We all carry some brokenness. We all carry something in us. Our response to that is huge. I've often wanted to blame my father for things. When things have not gone well for me, I thought, oh, Dad. Well, 
What about my son then blaming me and blaming him and blaming him and my grandfather and great-grandfather and then begin to cut his family. Oh, my hat. Then it gets even. No. Then we start blaming each other. Stop. Stop. Lord, I take responsibility. What if your husband doesn't want to come to church anymore? What are you going to do, ma'am? So what if your wife doesn't want to come to church anymore? We stop fellowshipping. It is utterly impossible to stop fellowshipping and walk with God properly. You will weaken and weaken and weaken and get colder and colder. And so just go to a fire, take the coal and put it on the side and watch what happens to it. I've said before, you laugh and death. You see, it's, it's almost like, well, I'm just of Abel or I'm just of Cain. no. It seems as if for both we have choices to make. You see a, a Christian do a crazy thing. He took the way of Cain. The Bible talks in Jude 11, don't take the way of Cain. I've set before you, Deuteronomy 30 verse 18, I've set before you life and death, blessings and curses, and I choose life that you and your children may love the Lord your God, listen to his voice, live long, etc., etc., for the Lord is your life and he will give you many years in the land he swore to give your fathers. So in other words, doing what's right is humbling myself. I mean, who's a little young brother that's like God's all over him and I must stand there and think, well, he's rejected. No, no, just do what's right. Humble yourself. Yes, actually Abel is doing right, Cain. Interesting, isn't it? And so sin is crouching, we've covered all that. Now Cain said to his brother Abel, let's go out to the field. <laughs> it's a bit like Sanballat and Tobiah saying to Nehemiah, come, let's go and talk. Let's go out to the field. Ooh. Let's go away from God's presence. Let's not, let's, I'm not going to do what I'm going to do in the presence of God. Let's go into the field. Let's go away from mom and dad. Let's go away from Adam and Eve. Let's go away. I remember going on holiday with a, a young lady that I should not have gone on holiday. And we're driving up the road here, up the road, and to, to Camperdown. And I suddenly felt, I shouldn't be doing this. I should not be doing this. I cannot go on holiday, unmarried man, with a girl alone. I, I felt such conviction, such conviction in my heart. I went. It was a disastrous trip, but by God's grace, he kept us. But it wasn't a good trip, amen? Uh, let's go to the field. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Didn't just hit him. Yeah, strong. These are these are these, this, the fall hasn't taken shape. These are strong, beautiful, healthy men. The, the, this, it's, you know, they're going to live for hundreds of years. Cain will die, but they were strong. The fall is still. You know, the flood hasn't even happened yet, and so there must have been a huge fight. Maybe Cain had dug a trench in the field. Maybe he had covered him. We don't know those things. As um, commentators speculate. So Cain calls his brother away from God, away from the, God's presence, away from the parents. A violent and a vicious attack. It ended in death. It had to do with worship, brothers and sisters. Can I repeat that? It had to do with worship. It had to do with being accepted to God. Can you imagine? I mean, can you imagine that's the first son born the, 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 the one begotten, the, 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 he thought this is the one, he, the firstborn goes and kills his brother. And I'm thinking Genesis 4, I need better know the story. Because you see, sometimes I can kill somebody. Somebody says, you know, Matt's an amazing guy. Oh, yeah, but 
Did you know about his marriage? Well, you know, Chris is, Chris is uh, he's amazing with young people. Yeah, yeah, but, but, you know, have you checked his finances? Murder. You know, France and England. Oh, yeah, but, you know, France and England. You see, what we do is we, 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 we hurt each other. You still breathing? It actually happened before God. People say, why is there trouble in the church? Well, there was trouble in the church here. The trouble started when they were worshiping and making offerings, and, and, and Cain thought, no, I don't dig this. In fact, I don't dig this so much, I want to take him out. Jesus says to the Pharisees, John H. 44, you belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning. That's the way of Cain. That's the religious way. That's the religious spirit. Not holding on to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language. Then the Lord said to Cain, where's your brother Abel? What does he say? He says, I don't know. Why are you asking me? Where's your brother Abel? In a sense, God will say, where's your brother Matt? Where's your brother Daniel? You know that guy that you speak very ill of? Where is he? Where is he? I don't know, he said. Am I my brother's keeper? And man, that resounds through history, movies, plays, novels, philosophy. Once again, when Adam and Eve sinned, God reached out to them. Once again, when Cain sins, what does God do? He reaches out to Cain. I would have thought, you're on your own, buddy. Cut him off. In fact, kill him. Angel, strike him down. But God doesn't do that. That's the grace of God now kicking in. He comes to him. He reaches out to him. He gives him an opportunity to repent. If Where's your brother? He says, Lord, I've sinned. What have you done? I've killed my brother. Why did you kill your brother? Because I had a fit of jealousy and I'm a broken man and there's something wrong with me, God. God, have mercy on me. What does he say to him? He's not my responsibility. If you want to know where Cain is, you go and find him because I'm not his keeper. <laughs> if you delve into the story, my brother is not my responsibility. If you want to know where he is, you go and find him. Why do I dwell here, brothers and sisters? Because I know that there is a Cain that wants to jump on me and there is an Abel that wants to worship God. And the Cain in me, you know, people say, pastor has a fair, runs off of the church money. Pastor, there was a fight in the church the other day, it's on YouTube. The pastors were fighting while the people were worshiping. I'm telling you. They were punching each other. I'm telling you, it wasn't YouTube. I thought, Lord... Us. Have I ever wanted to punch somebody in church? Probably. <laughs> Probably. I mean, I've got to think hard, but it's possible. But after 45 years of walking with Jesus, I'm thinking, no, I need to learn. And he's, just, he's just like me. He's just a brother. It's hectic response. Hectic response to God. Hectic response. Please, Lord, let us not do that. The Lord said, what have you done? Listen, listen, Cain, listen. Your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. What does that mean? It means probably, I think, 
I mean, no one's, I've not read a commentary on this. It probably means this thing's going to torment you. Because, because you're going to feel, I killed a man, I killed my brother. Actually, his blood cries out to me. But he says to him, listen. He says to Cain, listen. He has to, he has to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says. I find that a fascinating text. And so the devil gets him <coughs> leopard's claws or lion's claws or I don't know what other animal, serpents, poison, <coughs> cobra, <coughs> mamba, <coughs> gets him, puts poison into him, and he's like angry. Are you there? You've heard it said long ago. Matthew 5, 21. Do not murder. Anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that if anyone is angry with his brother, he is subject to judgment. I'm angry with you. Friends, that's why I tell you what, we fall on our knees and say, Lord, I've got a problem with my brother. Don't be angry with my brother because I can end up striking him. So Jesus says, before you get to murder, watch your anger. Be careful of being angry with your brother. And so now he was, he was under, verse 11, now you're under a curse and driven from the ground. Or cursed is the ground. Sorry, um, now you are cursed. So now Cain gets cursed. Quite a thing, isn't it? Driven from the ground which opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, it will no longer yield its crops for you. You will be a restless wanderer on the earth. Quite a thing, isn't it? Driven from the land. It's got blood in it. Do you see that land there? That, that beautiful land. Because remember, we, we still early on, that beautiful, that, that's yielding crops for you, Cain. You've, put, you've poisoned the land. What's happening in maybe 40,000 people have been killed in Ukraine, Russia. People are, it's, it's a mess. There's blood. Every time a nation causes blood to be spilt, there's consequences. We've seen the consequences of blood spilt in this land. We've, we've labored. You know, one of the things that I just, when I watch the rugby, I, I actually, I'm, I'm scared of rugby because it's an idol in this nation. But when I see the people of South Africa dancing and Vuvuzela, I just think black, white, young, old, Afrikaans, Sutu, Koza, Zulu. I just think, hey, Lord, bless this nation. I just love it. Amen? But brothers and sisters, slavery um, xenophobia, what's the word? Is that, is that the right word? Hatred of others, killing of people. Hey, I tell you, be careful. What's happening in Ukraine now? Bad. I mean, I'm thinking 2022, are we back there again? I never thought I would see what's happening right now happening in Ukraine. I never thought, if you said to me there's going to be a war and the people are going to smash each other, I thought not in, not in 2022. It's impossible with the United Nations and NATO and world peace and treaty. And so he's under a curse. Come on, finish this thing, Nick. Restless wanderer, always restless. You know, when we are restless, going from this church, that thing, here, there, restless, I'm restless. We've all been there somewhere, restless. We're, we're not at peace. We have no shalom. We're restless fugitives. We wander. You see, that's the cane in me. I have peace. I was thinking about Tula today. I mean, Tula. And Mikey, actually, both elders in this church, born in this church, lighties, little naughty kids, naughty, man, naughty things. Especially Mikey. Hey, Tools. 
Mikey's not well today. Stuck. Stuck. We're here. In good times and in bad. When there's fruit on the trees and red points. Other times we're bleak. We're like a prune. No leaves on the tree. People are leaving. We're here. But restless fugitives. Amazing story. My punishment is more than I can bear today. You're driving from the land. I will be hidden from your presence. I will be hidden from your presence. In other words, every time God appears, hide Cain. I don't want Cain to even see my presence. It's quite a hectic thing. I'll be a restless wanderer, a fugitive on earth, wandering. Whoever finds me will kill me. And he realizes what I have done will be done to me. Who will kill him? Who will kill him? John, who will kill him? His mother and his father, huh? His other siblings to be born. Because there was hardly anybody around at that time. There, there, were, there were only siblings. He only had siblings at that time. So he realizes maybe God, maybe my family is going to kill me. And he realizes what I have done will be done to me. But he actually comes to a place of tenderness. My punishment is more than I can bear that I should be cast from God's presence, etc., etc. But the Lord said to him, here comes grace, even on Cain, for those of you they think, take him out. He must have the death penalty. But the Lord said to him, not so. If anyone kills Cain, he will suffer vengeance. Now, you suddenly mysteriously found the grace of God. But if it was you, sir, or your child, or Adam, you think, I mean, we've lost one, and God has been kind enough to say, Cain will not be killed. Isn't that amazing? Not so. If anyone kills Cain, he will suffer vengeance seven times over. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain so that no one who found him would kill him. So Cain went out from the Lord's presence and lived in the land of Nod. What does Nod mean? Wanderer. He lives in a land called Wanderer. But actually God marks him. What's the mark? No one knows. But simply we know that God marks him. If God marks you, it's, a, it's something that's amazing. Amen? You, you don't know what it is, but as you come to throw your spear at the guard, the spear goes that way. Because God's marked him. God protects him. The attack comes, goes that way. The shark comes to eat him, it goes that way. Because that's what I face when I paddle. I think, Lord, please save me. Get that shark to go that way. God saves him. Why do we worship? Hey, Lord. Lord, I want to lift my hands to you. I want to worship you. Verse 17, Cain lay with his wife and she became pregnant and gave birth to Enoch. Cain was then building a city. Ah, oh, hold on, now he's building a city, but I thought he was a wanderer. Now he's building a city. Has the things changed perhaps? And he named it after his son Enosh. To Enoch he was born, was born Erad, and to Erad was, he was the father of Mehujael, and Mehujael was the father of Methushael, and Methushael was the father of Lamech. So now you see the line of Cain comings, okay? There's problems with Cain. Lamech married two women. Polygamy, the first sign of polygamy. Should he have married two women? The answer is no. Categor Why is it no? Because when God forms Adam, this master of the universe, he gives Eve and Emily and Esther and Elizabeth. No, he just gives Eve. If he had given all the other E's or B's or C's or whole bevy of beauties, okay, we could argue for polygamy, but you can't argue for polygamy. You know, sometimes I'm not happy with my wife, so I want another wife. I'm a polygamist. 
I need to lift my hands and say, God, I've got problems. I've got problems, God. I'm checking the other aunties. I think they're going to make me happy because I'm like Lamech. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, we are all, do you think Jesus wasn't sexually tempted? Do you think Jesus, was Jesus fully human or was he a eunuch? No, he was fully human. Amen. Yo, I was actually thinking about it during worship today, about Jesus' sexuality. That we all, all of us brothers and sisters, have to hold our sexuality in check. The devil's waiting to <coughs> pounce. Sorry, what's the time? 10.23. He marries two women, Ada and Zillah. Ada gave birth to Jabel, and Jabel was the father of all those who live in tents and rave livestock. Maybe you're a camper, you're one of those oaks. You know, you like livestock. You. <laughs> His brother's name was Jubal. He was the father of all who played their harp and their flute. That's like Tula's O's, yeah? <laughs> Guitar, musicians. Zillow also had a son, Tubal Cain, who forged all kinds of tools and bronze and iron. That's me, I'm a DIY guy. I love DIY, I love tools. I, lo- I love to see how you make things like John, eh? Welding, and I just love that stuff. I just think, whoa. How amazing is that? I love machinery in that. So does Cain live a good life? It seems that he does. He has family. He has children. He's built a city. But his brother, he doesn't let his brother have children. He doesn't let his brother be fruitful and multiply. He doesn't let his brother enjoy his grandkids. He doesn't let his parents enjoy Abel because he took him out. Brothers and sisters, best we humble our hearts. Even if we think, hmm, that guy irritates me. He's so religious and perfect. And he's always worshiping. And, and I don't like the way he worships or she dances. Ooh, ooh, I know my heart. My heart's dark sometimes. As Roy Dyer said, I wish I could take my heart on the table and beat the hell out of it. And then put it back with no hell in it. But sometimes, brothers and sisters, we say, no, Lord, I know who I am. I can go the way of Abel. I can go the way of Cain. Verse 20, Lamech said to his wives, Adanzilla, listen to me, wives of Lamech. Can you imagine how arrogant that is? Listen to me, wives of Nick. (laughs) So much arrogance. Hear my words, I've killed a man for wounding me. See, now these guys had metal. So, So somebody wounds Lamech, so he kills him. A young man for injuring me. Somebody injured me. Somebody hurt me, so I took him out. There it is again. There's the story of Cain, the line of Cain. If Cain is avenged seven times, then Lamech 77 times. Jesus says, remember Peter came to, he says, how many times must I forgive somebody that sins against me? Seven times? What does Jesus say? 77 times. The opposite of Lamech. The opposite. Imagine somebody um, sinning against you 70 times in one day. I'm thinking after the seventh time, but I'll duller you. You can't keep on sinning against me. I'm going to throw you out the church. Forgive him. That's, that's. Adam lay with his wife again, and she gave birth to a son and named him Seth. New line starts. Remember two sons? Abel's gone. You, we've just read all about Cain. Now, new beginnings. Here comes a boy. His name is Seth. What does Seth mean? The appointed one saying, God has granted me another child in place of Abel since Cain killed him. You see, God always revives. He always comes through. Amen. He's always got a plan. 
The church in England, oh, he's, don't worry, he'll raise a Nicky Gumbel. The church in Australia, don't worry, he'll raise up a Matt McGaw. Amen? Amen. Whoa, boom. He's always working. Oh, that church, you know, we, I was told this church was going to go down. Do you know that? God says, that's my church, bro. What are you saying? It's not Nick's church or the elders. It's my church. I keep on. Here comes Seth. And he had a son, and he named Enosh. At that time, listen, this is, the, this is the finishing line. At that time, men began to call on the name of the Lord. <laughs> That's all. At that time, through Seth, Enosh, men, you know what that means? God is saying, people are saying, you know what? Oh, we checked that, that line. Oh, but we want to call upon your name. So what do they start doing? They start worshiping. What's the chief aim of the church? Go on mission, no. Good marriages, no. Good worship, no. Good tithes and offerings, no. Good youth, no. It's to worship God. They began to call on the name of the Lord. This is my conclusion, which is not mine. Adam and Eve were kicked out of Eden into the wilderness. And Jesus left Eden to enter the wilderness. Jesus came as our perfect brother, and we killed him like Cain killed his brother Abel. Cain was the firstborn in all creation, and Jesus was the firstborn over all creation, also the firstborn from among the dead. Cain and Abel were sons of Adam. Jesus is the son of God. Cain and Abel were in God's presence. Jesus is God's presence in us now. Cain was the unrighteous brother of the righteous Abel. We are the unrighteous brothers of the righteous Jesus. Cain and Abel gave their sacrifices to God. Jesus is God sacrificing himself for us. Cain killed the innocent Abel. We have killed the innocent Jesus. Abel's death was the first human death. Jesus' resurrection was the, human, was the first human resurrection and the defeat of death. Abel's blood cries out from the ground for justice. Jesus rose from the bloody ground to bring justice. Sin conquered Cain. Jesus conquered sin. Cain was marked, marked by God as his possession. Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to mark us as God's possession. In the days of Cain, people started calling on the name of the Lord. Today we know that the name of the Lord is the Lord Jesus Christ, the name given by which all men must be saved. Cain built the first city named Enoch, and Jesus is building the last city named the New Jerusalem. I hand back to the elders.